Welcome to Speak Sex. I am your host, Eve Eurydice. I'm your sex whisperer here in the podcast universe. And I have uh, three women artists, uh, also sex whisperers, (laughs) (laughs) with me here today. And it's going to be a rich and and interesting conversation because we want to speak to the emotional intelligence within our sexuality and the social and personal, internal, you know, conditioning, censorship within our sexuality and how how we go about it, you know, how we navigate these, like, I don't know, 3,000 years of, <laughs> of, of being this way <laughs> uh, at this moment. So welcome to the show. So with me, I have Patty Swau who is an artist and an educator. And I have uh, Hayley Hassan, who is an artist, um, sexual activist, educator, therapist, and uh, Rebecca Langer. Mm-hmm. And you are an artist and an educator. And also you are, uh, you, you mostly do uh, movement and you, you produce um, you know, right shows, performances. Right, right. Yeah. so it's a little more like body focus. So, yeah, I would like to start with this, you know, here we are, we're, you know, we're women who have a sense of like, you know, presence in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's already, something that we've done that's probably unlike our ancestors and the women we come from. Um, but it's, it comes with, you know, with a price to pay. <laughs> it comes with criticism, it comes with like doubt, self-doubt, family doubt, uh, career, right, career costs, um, tags, all kinds of, you know, Doubt, doubtable. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it also <laughs> is now then because things have changed so much and we have decided to be courageous in that, uh, taking on what, what womanhood means now or can mean. Uh, it requires us also to work through generational traumas or oh, yeah, ancestral absolutely. conversations mm-hmm. that are no longer relevant. I think about all the time how my grandmother would ask me to stay behind during, during like daytime chores and my brother could go out and play. And when she was a child, her mother was property and she was a breeder. And my grandmother was also a breeder. Yeah, and, yeah mine too, for sure. Right. And mm-hmm. then it's maybe, maybe our mother's generation, maybe even as far back as our grandmother's generation where we started to shift, where we could finally vote, or we finally came to a country where women can vote, where our voices were heard a little bit more, where women... We had our own bank accounts and were able to yeah, have yeah, some agency yeah, and make financial yeah. decisions. That's all recent. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, and, and women, especially women and especially young women, present company excluded, Haley, <laughs> <laughs> forget that. You know, they take for granted like the, the gains of the feminists, you know, of the at least two, three main waves of feminists. And yeah, they're huge. I mean, where I come from, the island of Lesbos, <laughs> um, you think that thanks to the lesbians, right, there would be some sort of progressiveness. But no, my grandma was definitely a breeder. You know, she married like the town priest and, you know, wore like black her whole life mm-hmm. and had a 
kids and then cooked for all of his guests and the bishops and whoever, that's it, life. And was at the loom and she was weaving and she was making everybody's clothes and she was working the field. It, it, it's really like a form of indentured yes. slavery. <laughs> she had no independence, no life of her own, never went out of the house like alone except to shop. She, it wouldn't occur to her to like go sit at the cafeteria with her girlfriends. You know, that, that was not a concept. It's, it was um, revolutionary then and it's <clears throat> so normal and taken for granted now. Mm-hmm. So I think about right. as we step forward, I mean, I absolutely respect what the younger generation is, is pushing for and um, really the push for uh, different names, for uh, not being in a category, for really having the flow in sensuality, f- to be sexually categorized right. in ways that non-binary, we had non-binary, exactly. non-gender specific. But that's a minority. Right. <laughs> However, yes. it's... Right? Yes. It's a tiny minority. It just happens to be who we know and who, <laughs> who we like. But I feel like it, that conversation is so much more active in the younger community than in the older community because because of where we've come from, who we've learned from, what the norms were, and how they're changing now. To me, I mean, I'm in it every day, so it feels like a revolution, and everything's shifted so much from the age of my great-grandmother and my grandmother, which I had the pleasure to interact with. Uh, But, like, I was taught to cook and clean and serve, and whatever time was left over was... Those scraps of times were the only ones that I deserved. And I'm not talking about, I'm not approaching it from a space of anger. I'm approaching it from the space of wonder. Like, wow, I would have been, if I would have, if I was born 100 years ago, I would have been uh, raised and trained to be a breeder, to be a maid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. have the scraps and, of time for you, me because I wouldn't deserve, quote unquote, anything else. And you else. wouldn't have had, like, words. <laughs> I mean, there were, there were no terms for the alternative. So it was inconceivable, it was unthinkable. You know, you were born to fucking survive, which now we call like survival yeah. mode. But like that was real, you know? My and mom wanted to be, sorry to interrupt, my mom wanted to be a teacher. And I mean, I'm young, she's young, you know, she's still like, now she has girlfriends and goes out to the cafe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Big like, the big revolution. <laughs> but like she never had a bank account, she never had a job. You know, being the daughter of the priest, you know, my dad, like chose her for her looks or whatever. You know, I think the looks, but maybe other. <laughs> Let's hope other, <laughs> other qualities. I don't know. But he went to her dad and asked for her hand in marriage. And so my mom married the man like she'd never kissed before. Oh, wow. And tell me if that's not rape. I mean, like you get married in front of everyone. You know, she was, you know, she was 18. She was incredibly shy at the time. You're seen by everyone, and then you're thrown in a room with this guy who, like, really is hot for you and wants you. That's why he went to all this freaking trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't know anything. Like, you, you know, maybe you know about kissing, or you had, like, a a little crush in school. Maybe you don't even know how your body works. You don't know anything about how your body works. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Women today barely know how their body works. I'm definitely not going back to My mom didn't know the clitoris at all. I mean, there was no clitoris, you know, if I... Education then. No, no, you know, when I, when, I, when I get pregnant, my mom insisted there is only one hole, that it's the same passage. I'm like, mom, I don't know. No. <laughs> I know. It's insane, you know, but like, where are they going to learn? I mean, it's not on TV. Mm-hmm. It's not in the newspapers. 
like in the old country, like there's no sex ed books in <laughs> Greek, you know, that my mom would like go by herself to the bookstore and buy for what? Yeah. Like she's just lying there and, you know, dreaming of England and hoping, you know, like she had not given a blowjob. She was like, what? That's so gross. You know, <laughs> like this whole con idea of like, you know, <laughs> ex urine or excrement being like, you know, so horrifying, you know, that like oral sex it was not even welcome. Yeah. All of that stuff is recent, and I, I didn't know it before the podcast, and I'm sorry to be hogging the mic, I'll pass it on, but I'm sharing this, because I had no idea before I started the podcast two years ago, and so I started it as a response to me too, and I thought we were like all way ahead, like the people I know, and I realized that no, that people like my mom are everywhere in America, in so many communities. In the world. Well, in the world, yeah. forget it, absolutely. <laughs> They're the vast majority. I mean, you know, if you take like countries like, you know, Muslim countries or India or China, you know, extremely populated and repressed countries mm -hmm. then. But I'm saying even in like the West, even in America, like the freest nation, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, the, the power of tradition and social judgment and religion yes. and all of that is so it's still more powerful than not than we than our you know our movement is oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's why Liz Warren you know had to pull out I mean because everyone all, all for whatever reason the polls showed that America of all places is not ready for a woman president I mean what? That the what? smarter she was, the more she was able to the articulate more? her plan, the more people were intimidated by her and saw it as condescending instead of recognizing, wait, that's the smart adult in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There and was an insecurity about I a know. woman who's intelligent and in power. That, that's know. astounding. And she got it from all sides. Mm -hmm. She got attacked from every side. Just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, with Hillary, okay, but this was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Here we are. We gotta talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, go ahead. Who wants to share? I have share? a million yes. ideas. Please oh, go ahead, man. Patty. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about our our parents, our grandparents, the older generations. How we still live in absolute repression, and then checking in with myself. I'm gonna speak from from my own perspective because it's what I know. Uh, when I am sitting in my sensuality. And I'm connected with, can I say pussy? Can I yeah. say the bad word? Yes, the you bad can word, say it. Quote, quote, say it. <laughs> yeah. Like when I'm sitting in my, pussy my power. sensual, yes. sexual energy and I really feel my pussy power, that's where I feel like I have so much power that I feel like I channel God. And Absolutely, that yeah. That sounds yeah. insane. I but think that that's true for everyone. Yeah, it's it's the the magic of being able to bring life into this world is something that we're attached to as women that we may take for granted because it's it's we never not see it right so to have that connection with god to be this portal to be connected to that sexual sensual energy mm. is my power source and when i can show it it I feel like people understand that I know my worth because I know that I have value and it's through that sexuality, right? When it is repressed, when I'm told that that's bad or wrong or judged for it, I feel like other people are imposing my power to be lessened. So then I step into my masculine 
And when I step into my masculine, I have no space to be feminine. I have then the masculine that's around me does not have the space to be masculine as well. So then there's this really weird off-kilter, off-balance dynamic. Well, I think that, you know, I mean, we, we all have feminine and masculine in us. And yes. it is, yeah, and it's kind of interesting because, you know, we kind of arbitrarily can call it. And there is, I'm sure, like, no, you know, it's not a science. <laughs> there is no exact rule. A lot of it comes from, like, our cliche understandings of masculine and feminine as we've known them through patriarchy. So, like, I mean, the, the first thing, you know, I, I always try to say is that we have lived in this system, we speak the language of this system, we have the values of the system of patriarchy, we have the currency of the system, you know, we get paid by the system. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there is an alternative that any of us have access to. Right. It doesn't exist you know, in, in our consciousness, in our memory, in our history, in our written, in our written you know, learning, in, in whatever, you know, our value system of good and bad, it doesn't exist. So we have to start from that, like well, understanding that there is no actual space for, like, let's say, matriarchy or non-patriarchy. Um, We're I think imagining it. That's a great point that you that you bring because we all live in a patriarchal society, and whether we talk about it or not, um, we understand the masculine so much better than the feminine true, because true. in our yeah. society we are paid or we are rewarded for our. Uh, masculine yeah. ways yeah. of like yeah. we work, yeah. we yeah. get our yeah. checklist yeah. done. Yeah. But what encapsulates the feminine, which is rest, pleasure, mm -hmm. break, mm -hmm. stop, mm -hmm. rest, daydreaming, mm -hmm. dreaming. Mm -hmm. We pay to have Love, access to do that. Union, yes. support, yes. empathy, you know, caretaking. So all much of that the feminine stuff. aspects yeah. are seen I as intimacy. Yes. Yeah. Are seen as either a chore. Selflessness. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you're selfish. You're selfish <laughs> if you're selfless. But that's the most selfish, yeah. selfless act to do to take care of yourself. And it's it, when we rationalize it, seems so far away because it comes with a big price tag. Yeah. Because it takes up so much space, and it's not not only in, it's not until you have fuck you money that you can actually take care of yourself. And I feel like that's so backwards. If we can yeah, do that, if yeah. we can make space in the patriarchy to allow for a respected space for yeah, feminine yeah. energy yes. activities yes. that yes. Yes, such as mothering, yeah. which you, oh, yeah. you, you, you know, spoke of. Mothering, like why are we not paid to be mothers? <laughs> Is there anything more important in society than raising yeah. the young, you know? Oh, we but we have to so have like an extra job mm -hmm. and, uh, or like hire help or whatever, put the kid in front of the TV because mm -hmm. we still have to somehow, you know, make money in men's world in a masculine way that's understood as such. So if you like say, what do you do for a living? And you say, I'm a mom. Well, the assumption is, you know, you have some dude supporting you, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. To, to like raise his fucking kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, th there is like no system to value the feminine. You know, the, the, the raising, the, the advising, the consulting, the coaching, yeah. the supporting, you know, the kind of like opening up consciousness, all of that comes from the feminine. Mm -hmm. And like no one, you know, there is no monetary. Mm -hmm. 
no. support. No, and then we ridicule women who don't want to carry a child. So you're on the short end of both sticks. It's like, oh, you're going to be so selfish to not bring a child in this. Like, this is your duty. You're on earth. You have your uterus. Like, it's supposed to carry a child. But some women don't want children. And the system's not su- set up to support women and families who have children. They're yeah. not you know, those who choose not to, maybe choosing not to for economical reasons because exactly. they don't have yeah. the resources. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is. It's a no-win situation yeah. for, for women um, who are trying to make decisions for themselves, but also for just the general health and wellness of their entire families, whether yes. it's a family member who came from their body or people that we have to take care of because they're our family mm-hmm. and that we, we're responsible for. And it's not, it's not that, that caretaking element is not something that's taken into consideration. And it's very rare that, that you see it shared equally amongst sexes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's never shared equally. And that's bullshit. You know, like <laughs> yeah. the guys are like so fucking proud of themselves and advertise it endlessly, whatever, you know. I'm, but like you said, it's because for thousands of years the women served for free. So it doesn't, you know, the only way. And the only way women even came out is because of war. Like every time there is a huge war, a bunch of guys die and we get like a little bit of freedom. Yes. <laughs> You're allowed to have sex. We're I asking know. you to have sex and populate her. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, like, I, I think about like ancient times, right? And empire building. And I'll probably be corrected because maybe it's inaccurate what I say, but in my imagination, it works so beautifully how in empire building, it's so important to secure resources, right? So you get your guns, you get the food, you have the army, but in order to have an army, you need to have a steady source of humans. And how do you have a steady source of humans? You control the resource. Mm -hmm. So if you want to sell flowers, you buy the farms or you have partnerships with the farm where you have the fields, steady access yeah. to it, right? So if you are constantly in a, in a warring phase and you need a big army, how are you then going to control the production of humans? Get the superpower rape, of the feminine. Mass rape. Make yeah. it wrong. Make the superpower wrong so that then you can use the superpower to your own advantage or use the superpower of bringing in life, which is a shared act, not only for women, but the superpower of bringing the child Mm -hmm. into and like sex and sensuality and everything that's magnetic about that sexual energy, make it bad, make it wrong, make it dirty. And so when it happens, then you are, you come of sin, you, you're made of sin, and when you are born, you are born from sin, into sin, for sin. So then it's justified to have war, so it's justified to have empire and control and governments and systems, and then, you know, things that are of the masculine energy, which is, you know, religion, government, systems, organization, and right. not so much of the feminine, which is right. the rest, restoration, pleasure, Mothering. Well, seasons, the cycles of nature, you know, death belongs to feminine. We mm-hmm. get, yeah. you know, we get caring <laughs> for the death. We dead, we get birth, we get pain, we get, we understand like the animal nature. And, you know, but, but I feel that um, kind of the, the whole like fall from Eden 
you know, bullshit story. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> is, 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 is the, like, telling paradigm, it's like separating humanity from nature, mm-hmm. you know, humanity from the garden. We, you know, we were separated from what came to us naturally, which is, you know, the feminine domain. Yeah. And then from then on, you know, we have been, like, reconditioned and re-socialized mm-hmm. in all kinds of these masculine modalities, empires so or much not. Trauma. So right. much trauma. So much trauma from for the woman. Yeah. Yeah, and if you think about it, we mm-hmm. were in the bodies of our grandmothers. But like you said, that's the that's sorry to interrupt, but like mm-hmm. that's the the split, uh, that kind of like cosmogony or like or, you know original myth of the of the of Eden. The original sin. In the right. story, uh, Eve or women mm-hmm. did not give birth, and then when they lost you know when like they tried to steal knowledge Mm -hmm. they had to give birth and they had the pains of birth and then the pains of death so it completely like fucked up the truth the truth (laughs) is they were always giving birth or there wouldn't be a woman and a dude anywhere right we're here therefore (laughs) yeah 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 they were procreating everything was procreating everywhere (laughs) all around (laughs) there was not you know but to make the procreation into the the, the punishment, you know, into the fu- the pain, into the suffering, mm-hmm. that's how they turned it around. And it's kind of like stayed in that way, which I think protects, you know, I don't want to say, the ma- protects the masculine from the feminine, you know, and that's like the system well, that, that we're in. It definitely does, because when you talk about your, if you're having sex and giving birth, as long as it's within wedlock, in most religions and in society, your child isn't of sin. Like it's getting, especially in today's education system, it's very heterosexual, penis, vagina, that's how we populate this earth, that's how you have sex. And then like one of the things I like to educate and bring into spaces is that we get to define what sex is. Like I've had so many different sexual experiences. The first time I masturbated, I counted that as my sexual debut. And I'm like, okay, here's penetrative sex, but there's people who don't have penetrative sex. And who are we as a society to be like, oh, you don't count like your values or whatever. You're not gonna be able to populate. Whatever you're doing right now is a sin. And so we carry that onto people. And that's like, why should we carry that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, especially I think like more in the rest of the world than in America. But, you know, you know, procreation really should kind of like be, in my opinion, you know, returned to women mm-hmm. who go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I understand, I understand <laughs> yes. it's a partnership, whatever, pay, you know, it's like to me, it's like kissing us. It's not a partnership. He does very little. He comes. <laughs> <laughs> and then goes. Yeah. 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 He comes and he, whether he goes or not, he's got the option, right? Yeah. She, he doesn't carry shit. And mm-hmm. if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to like participate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if you don't give him the, the, the paperwork, like if you don't give him the social contract that confirms that like these kids belong to him and will inherit him, I doubt he'll be hanging around, you know, for the rest of their lives, like fully present. So it's women's, you know, that's like ours. And I feel that, um, you know, that's the power that has been taken away. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the, the, you know, when you were saying like sexual power and creative power are the same, right? So yeah, like that's our womb power and yeah. our creativity is you know, artists, as thinkers, Where we as tap into game God. changers, when we tap, yeah, exactly. Or the universe, exactly. or prana, chi, like, all, the, all the things. All of stuff. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. like the, the unified field 
that doesn't separate us. And, and can feel very dangerous because so much of the sexual power is hypnotizing and it's intoxicating. And once you're in, it's like, oh my God, when you feel this connection with someone, it's so magnetizing that you forget how to think logically. And that's, that's really powerful to the point where it could be intimidating because how many, how many people, specifically men, have, have made really dumb ideas to chase pussy and then the idea of or the word don't be a pussy bro it's like are you kidding me we say that don't even get me started when people use female derogatory language to describe a man that's like or it's something that's just it's equated with weakness yeah but then when you think about it phallic power yeah Yeah. vaginal weakness and you ask why would you say pussy for something that's so powerful like how many stupid decisions have you made following pussy you see how hypnotic and how intense it is oh yeah it is yeah and Mm. you know if we can't make logical sense out of it and it's just because we exist we're already cyclical we're unpredictable oh, yeah. we don't even know ourselves what we're going to be thinking tomorrow let alone them you know uh, mm-hmm. them like whoever represents the masculine be a woman or a man um, it could be a little scary trying to figure it out and so that's how I've rationalized the generational trauma ancestral trauma of the experience of womanhood, but also going back to the very beginning where the kids are like, I'm not a girl or a boy and I'm going to dress however I want. I find that so incredibly enticing because then I don't have to ascribe to what my grandmother told me and I don't have to fold the laundry and fuck this shit about whatever scraps of time are for me. I'm going to walk in in my full sensuality because I've chosen to have that power. And it also has been the most difficult thing I've done in my life. Uh-huh. How difficult is uh-huh. it to, re- to rebel, to be your oh, yeah. full sensual yeah. or sexual self? Oh, it's very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> definitely you yeah. get punished well, in the marketplace. And you're told you, you shouldn't. I mean, it's, it's uh-huh. at the heart of the cultural wars we're facing right now in this country right. is control over and judgment. the feminine. Yeah. The control over who has the right to procreate, control over our bodies, control over what our desires are. It's, so you're rebelling against... Yeah millennia of indoctrinated mm-hmm. ideas of mm-hmm. who should actually control that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let's say that the feminine, because this is what I believe, the feminine is the thing that provides purpose. And I also believe everyone has both feminine and masculine within them, mm-hmm. right? But the mm-hmm. feminine component is the component that provides power, uh, sorry, purpose. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at a map, the feminine is the X where the treasure is, right? And the masculine is the way to get to that map, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. if you're trying to control the feminine, it's you're trying to be the one to, to declare the purpose, right? But mm-hmm. sometimes we just need to relax and like this whole, oh, I have this aha moment. That aha moment is so powerful. We don't know where it's going to come from. We don't know how we get it. We don't, mm-hmm. it just appears. And that's mm-hmm. so much of the feminine nature. Mm-hmm. I would I just, love I, to. I, I want to say, sorry, go ahead. I would love to empower myself with that that purpose and just walk on stage and say, you know, I I am purpose. Mm-hmm. Look at me, listen to me. I will I will organize you. I am your your god or your dictator or your power source, right? And I feel like that's how we've been living in our society for millennia. Um, and so I I get really hopeful listening to the kids say, wait, but that doesn't make sense. 
Yeah, but let's see what happens. They're young. We, you know, <laughs> I am. I'm super hopeful. But um, yeah, I don't know. You know, and then I hear all these stories about like you know high schools and what happens on the field trip on the bus and you know whatever. So it seems like also a lot of like you know replayed traumatic experiences from yeah. our time. Um, but yeah, well, I mean the purpose that you're saying. Uh, is really like the animal nature. It's the procreative purpose. Yeah. It's what nature has made us. You know, it's what, you know, like uh, we all, you know, menstruate and we all have the hormonal <laughs> cycles yeah. and we all, you know, and men, when men get turned on, they get turned on because they want to, you know, maybe make baby. Um, but, you know, what interests me as a feminist is that over and above, thank you, over and above that, if like if you give the body freedom, if you give at least the female body freedom, I you know don't speak for the masculine body, um, it can get to that place mm -hmm. without the incredible passionate intimacy connection. Absolutely. And and learning that you know as a woman <laughs> that you can find you know orgasm, uh, whatever you know ejaculation, uh, you know the equivalent of like an amazing. Uh, um, uh, let's say conception, not that we can pinpoint that moment, but that same feeling when, mm -hmm. when you know, sometimes you feel like, oh my God, I, I'm sure I conceived because this was like so, you know, <laughs> huge. You can get that without the tropes of like the romance mm -hmm. and, the, and the prince, you know, saving the princess who's like sleeping and oh, he comes yeah. to kiss her and he wakes her up or whatever, you know, the stuff that we've grown up on, mm -hmm. which uh, tells us that we're required to, to have that, you know... Other to, person. That, yeah, that we other. That second party. Of any gender, and it doesn't matter if they're, you know, binary, and if they are they, or whatever, you know. Yeah, that we have, that we're depending on that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's different if you choose to be, you know, in love, in union, in exchange with someone, and if we feel that, like, that's our only option if we want to access that, right? Because that's not, it's not, it's not. We can access this you know, power on our own. Absolutely. And that's like the ultimate message. Like, that's the <laughs> ultimate truth. Yeah. Have you read, have anybody read um, the book Pussy by Regina Thomas-Shower? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. my God. It's phenomenal. So there's this passage that talks about a teenage girl and how she feels really sexy and she feels empowered and her neighbor, little boy, uh, one day comes over and kisses her and she feels like a woman and she feels she feels whole and complete and like fully empowered as a human being and so because of this kiss she thinks that she needs him now she thinks that she can only access that level of yeah. security and empowerment and womanhood yeah. and deliciousness with him alone with, of all people with only him, him alone right. or with a partner not realizing that that is something that one can access on their own, right. but it's also something that we're we're not taught, and we, I think, collectively, me specifically, I didn't think about that until not that long ago, and for me, it it shifted my life completely. I like partnership. I like sharing my life. Yeah. I like yeah. having people yeah. around. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but but the idea of uh -huh. oh, I actually I I want you and I don't need you is so freeing. That's it. Yeah. Because then, what an honor to have a partner and say, That's actually, right. I, choose. I, I choose. I choose you. you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I don't need you. Right. So if you're gonna go, you're not gonna destroy me. Yeah. And exactly. we're here with consent, 
creating right. a life together. Exactly. Whoa. Whoa, he's right. <laughs> yeah, whoa. Well, it's, yeah. it's frowned upon, especially being like identifying female to be single and like you don't, no one wants to die alone. Like no one should ever be alone. But I like learned I can have intimate relationships that are completely platonic. Mm -hmm. Some that are just strictly sexual in mm -hmm. nature and then some that experiment with both. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make me any less of a human. Oh. I've learned that if I don't love myself, I can't expect anyone to love me the way that I need to be loved. And mm -hmm. I get frowned upon all the time in my community of like, oh, well, you're so cute. Like, why are you single? Like, you probably, someone asked me if I had webbed feet. Yeah, and that's why I was single. Like, that's oh, so cool. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't even. <laughs> yeah. Most bizarre. But then you with webbed why. feet. Yeah, because they were like, well, on the outside, like, you. Why wouldn't you have a So partner? there must be a defect. Yes, yeah, so I must have In a defect. In the feet, no less. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I choose to be single. Like, if I wanted someone, what I could What community easily... are you from? Well, I'm in Atlanta based right now. So very Southern, Republican, mm. conservative mm. cultures. And then my mom's from Miami and my dad's from New York City. So mm. I wasn't raised very Southern. And right. so my community a little looked bit of down, an outlier. down yeah. on my family. And they shunned any female that wanted to be sexual, mm. sexually liberated. Yeah. And I've had to do a lot with that. That's why I didn't want to necessarily move back to Atlanta. Because of all that shame and um, like such shaming I received, and it created a lot of like erotophobia for me around how I presented myself. And then I went away to Arizona for undergrad, and that's where I kind of found myself. And like I learned to love me, and I always relied on having a man tell me I was worthy, and all the men I was seeing were completely toxic. None of them, mm -hmm. like, they were just like, oh, I'm gonna grab your tummy and call you chubs. So like, oh, you're never smart enough, so don't even worry about applying to these colleges. Mm -hmm. And then I would believe them, because I thought, okay, they love me, like, they're telling me what's true. And society was like, oh, oh you, no. especially being in the South, like, you have to find your high school, middle so school what, sweetheart. What is going on in the South? How are we turning the South <laughs> around? May I, uh, may I ask you, yes. having been there? <laughs> yes. I mean, we're in this. We're a little bit of of the South in Miami. And we're, you I know. mean, I feel like the joke is <laughs> that you have to go north to go south in Miami. We have to. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. true, 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 yes. true, true. And, and honestly, yeah. I don't we think it's unique north. to the South. I think it's something that permeates the culture in the United States in general. It's, yeah. You know, aside from some of the larger coastal cities that are more metropolitan that have right. larger influences and far more diversity, you're going to find conservative pockets that hold to older belief systems of traditions, traditions of, of believing the patriarchy is the only yeah. way. And, and it's that for me, that's the question. I was like, how do we break that? How do you yeah. break? Don't get me started. <laughs> yeah. Centuries, millennia yeah. of, of a belief yeah. system. Yeah. Well, and the issue is, is why it's so important to vote is I've, been a part of research studies, only nine states in the U.S. are required to teach consent-informed education, mm -hmm. and a vast majority of the states in the U.S. Sex education? Yes, in schools, yeah. And a vast majority of the U.S. states don't have any rules or regulations as to how sex education is to be taught in the school system, so that's mm -hmm. where you gotta get a lot of abstinence-only education. They don't have to bring in someone mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. is knowledgeable on the subject and that's where you get a lot of very like mm -hmm. shameful mm -hmm. things like if you 
like have sex, you're gonna get pregnant. And like from Mean Girls, you have sex, you're gonna get pregnant, you're gonna die. And so it instills mm-hmm. this fear onto us. And like we don't teach that the female can receive pleasure. I was taught that I just lay there, the man is gonna feel great, I'll get pregnant, and that's like my duty is just to lay there. Mm-hmm. I am a hole to be filled. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's unimaginable. Yeah. That, that, that this is the 21st century, and, and you yeah. were taught that. No, and in my, like Atlanta, Georgia, yeah. which is a huge metropolitan yeah. center. Yeah, my, like, And yeah. that's why I'm to trying me, it's to. Like, yeah. yeah, that's why I'm trying to be a sect certified, so I can start making change in these states that yeah. don't yeah. require. No, any we need to states. change the curricula yeah. for sure. Yeah, school per school, like middle school. Yeah. Middle school first, then high school. Yeah. It I'll has be to be in the curriculum. I know. I think even that, elementary. You know, yeah. then you start even them. elementary, but you know, with elementary, it I feel like it has to be more hands-on and like. Hopefully, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but that may you, be harder to get through. But that's where you can start to learn about consent board of too. directors and the yes. parents. Yeah. You know. Well, for me, it's consent. We should learn at right. such a young age. Yeah, and I don't I, think it's just consent. No, it's also like, what do you do? So you know, how can the girl say no? Yes. What is she saying yes to? Yeah. Yes. So we get a, you know, we get consent. Yes. But what are we saying yes to if we don't speak sex? Which is yeah. like why I have yeah. this podcast. Speaking sex, you know, yeah. is not the same as having sex. Oh yeah. So like, after you say. Yes, it's no time to like turn off the lights and, and do what yeah. you said, right? Yeah. No, after that, there should be a further dialogue Constant and further communication. communication. Yeah. But we have to teach young people, yeah. you know, people in school yeah. before they get like the normative values already yeah. that it's okay to discuss it instead yeah. of just do it. You it's know? even sexier when you discuss right. it. But I for mean, so many people, it's yeah. easier to have sex oh, than yeah. talk sex yeah. with well, each other, well, not with their girlfriends. But like with each other. With their partners. Yeah, and, with and their it's partners. it's a free education that has to happen starting in the schools oh, because yeah. then we're raising a generation that knows right. how well, to yeah. do Generations. it. But even just yeah. now, people yeah. that are out of schools that don't have that traditional way to learn things, there's a re-education that needs to happen right. generationally. Yeah. Right. Because they're going to be parents. Yeah. Yeah. And those parents have to be open enough yeah. to bring their children. But, you know, even... Even so, like if it, if you're the parent and like the vast majority of society continues this, you know, mm. like narrative that that is the the dominant narrative, it doesn't make a big difference, you know. Like I, you know, I was I'm a single mom. I raised my daughter. I believe, <laughs> you know, in a feminist way. It doesn't matter, you know. She was also doubly, you know, she was raised in school yeah. by the alternate most dominant yeah. you know system of thinking so that she doesn't like that i'm doing this i mean she really she personally mm-hmm. as a feminist she supports it 100% yeah. you know she's like as progressive all for human rights or for women's rights or for prisoners rights blah, blah, blah. okay mm-hmm. yeah so like we did that but the idea that it's her mom, yeah. that's what she doesn't like. Like, just let anybody else, but not my own mother. You know, I don't want, like, my friends in school to... So why? Well, because shame. the overall... Yeah, the overall culture has not caught up. Yeah. So no matter what she feels personally, she still lives in this overall setup, mm-hmm. and she, like, senses the judgment mm-hmm. deep, you know, like, deep in her. And yeah. she, yeah, and she like rather I do something more masculine, yeah. you know, like whatever, My be a lawyer, feel the be same a way. teacher, yeah, you know, yeah, they right. see what I do and they support me, but at the same time they're like, oh, we don't really want to hear like we don't have to tell our friends, about. they're not yeah. going to tell their friends. My grandparents know they love it, right. they think it's fantastic and it's so important. And the other thing I 
try like we teach kids and, and that's the part where we should also be teaching parents is if someone's going to say penis or vagina or nipples breasts don't be like no 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 that's a bad word because yeah. that will create the shame and that's not yeah. They're going to yeah. be like, oh, well, I want you to touch my cha-cha. And the other person <laughs> yeah. doesn't know what cha-cha is. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. But like, that was a term that I was taught to call your vagina. That's so funny. Up. Yeah, because saying vagina would be the worst thing in the world. Cha-cha. And, like, I now... Use that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I reclaim the words, like, pussy and cunt, because those are my parts. Yeah. And they're not bad words. And I used to get so offended when people would say cunt. I think I wasn't comfortable with my body. I was so because afraid to say Because people vagina. use it as a derogatory yeah. term. Yeah. So our, you know, one of like our numerous, you know, tasks is exactly that, to take mm-hmm. back the language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of like liberate it. I mean, when I was 20, I wrote my thesis, uh, had the word cunt in every sentence. Oh, I love that. It was the story of a cunt. Yeah. It was the story of a woman who got like uh, attacked, you know, sold it in, in the street. And then the, the, her vagina was cut out, but then it, had a life of its own. Yes, I love that. <laughs> but she, she's the cunt. But yeah. as such, like, she goes to the museums and talk shows and, you know, on the bus oh and God, that's in the subway. Right. <laughs> so, like, everybody in normative society has to deal with it alone. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, you know, the main protagonist who kind of, like, starts off very ambivalent, you know, mm-hmm. split about her sexuality because she feels that, like, you know, her mind is what gives her worth mm-hmm. and she wants to be in her mind and mm-hmm. she kind of like resents whenever her pussy, you know, makes her like wanna go have sex or yeah. you know, yeah. get off the her path, you know, of like of masculine her logical path, yeah, yeah, her logical path. And by the end, of course, she's desperate for it and looking for it everywhere. <laughs> and she can't wait <laughs> to get reunited. But yeah, yeah, I did it in part, you know, as a ritual, a self-ritual to force myself because it's not easy it's not no, easy no it's not easy at all yeah and then society looks the word, at you crazy and for then I had to it. go give readings you know yeah. in front of strangers and say you know her can't this and her can't that and it's <laughs> not easy like it doesn't get easier because all around us mm-hmm. there is the normative such a reaction to yeah. it too so until it's until we're all desensitized to it Till we're all able to normalize it and reclaim it, it's not going to be easy because it's you're going not. to say it. You know, no matter how comfortable you are saying it, or we are in this mm-hmm. room, you'll be somewhere and say it, and someone outside who hasn't been part of that journey will just. I'm not delusional. Yeah. I'm not comfortable. I mean, meaning, you know, I, we choose this, mm-hmm. but it's a choice that yeah. we make. It's a choice, yeah. like you know, having a child is a choice. It's a, it's a, you know. Unless you're like kind of like there's something <laughs> a little like um, you know off, you know, then you're not quite aware of your surroundings. Yeah. It's just not easy. No, it's not, and that's where like the whole censorship and self-censorship comes in. Self-censorship. I'm constantly yeah. self-censoring myself, and I've come to an understanding that certain communities, certain groups, aren't ready for the space that I take up. And so I will dial down my language. And I have to, I've learned to like give and take for certain communities. But when I'm in a community like this or within group settings like this, where I know like they will look at me and I'll see the word cunt and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait yes. till I get to I that know, right. point yeah, in my yeah, life yeah. <laughs> where I can say that in public and yeah. no one's going to look at me like I'm insane. And if some people look at me like I'm crazy, I'm like... Or like you're cursing. Or like yes. you're cursing. Yeah. Because I know people who use, the, you know, who use the word, but in an extremely, like that's their most derogatory yeah. term. Yeah. Huh. You know, I think it's funny when we come into a 
conservative uh, conversation or we, I don't know. Anyway, at some point we say, you know, 3,000 people have died. Like 3,000 kids have died and nobody gives a shit. And sometimes people get more offended that the word shit has been said than 3,000 kids have been... You know, and I read this in an article, and I don't remember enough to quote it, but I, that that really resonated with me because well, why is "cunt" a bad word? Uh, this English is my second language, and yeah, mine too. Even I though mean, yours, you don't sound like it. <laughs> I learned when I was seven. <laughs> um, "Cunt" to me never sounded like a bad word. I've only ever read it, but I disassociated it, or I didn't read it in a long form. Uh, it's always been either as a poem, I don't know, something, maybe I live in La La Land or something, but it was, it's never been associated in my little universe as a bad word. So when people react to it, it's so foreign and it causes really? resonance. So you, like, you can say it to your mom or dad? Well, they don't know oh, English, no. so it's oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure it exists in their native language. Well, yeah. and where, where, where are they from? Cuba. Okay. And yeah. they were also raised in communist Cuba. So right. religion is not... A context for oh, us. Oh, but either. listen, communism is super, super fucking repressive. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but when I somebody a, talks, I about was a young communist in my country, and I was like shocked. I went there, you know, I went there to be a rebel, and it was like, you know, monogamy <laughs> yeah. among the comrades. Oh yeah. You gotta be faithful to your fucking comrade. Oh yeah. Don't say those words. It's you the know, stiffest thing in the yeah, world. Your life like belongs to the cause. Oh yeah. We were like back to that, except instead of God, there was something else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's one it's like no freedom over, yeah. ne- over the next. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For women, for sure. Yeah. The reason why I bring it up is because there's so much conversation specifically about sex that, in at least in Catholic religion, which is the one that I have the most uh, exposure, uh, exposure <laughs> to, um, there's, this, there's this Catholic guilt. Oh yeah, right, original sin and everything oh, yeah. is bad and and, yeah. and the Jewish community here in Miami is also really big. Yeah, and they also have the Jewish guilt. guilt. Oh yeah, Judeo so Christian guilt, 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 guilt. <laughs> yeah. like, what are you talking oh, about? And then, yeah. Yeah. Cunt. It's an acidic word. It'll cut you. And it's just like yeah. No, yeah. it'll cut you if you're an asshole to a cunt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to say for myself, um, you know, when I wrote that book and I was super young and it got, you know, it published, it was translated in many languages, it was very successful. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Um, but that's not the, you know, the, my point of the story, yes, it was, it made like a uh, hundred best books of this and that. When I was offered to, to have it translated in Greek, I said no. <laughs> Um, and I still, it has not been, because, you know, I thought of all the, you know, like all the grandmas and the aunts <laughs> who are like royalists, oh, yeah. and my parents, you know, and my parents knew what it meant. I mean, I explained to them, I told them, you know, I tried to translate some of it. But again, like my kid, you know, it's like, yeah, they support you because they love you, but do they want to explain this to like their community? No, it's like, please, no, like, please do not make you know, a book like that, you know, appear in the bookstores and all our friends are going to want to, like, support you and buy it and then we'll be so ashamed. So it's like, you know, you open up space, but then only so much because you don't want to hurt the people you love in the process. It's just, it's thick. Well, and it also goes, I think, back to the feminine because part of that is to be the caretaker and part of that is to be cognizant and aware of of the feelings of others. So if someone isn't comfortable with cunt, I respect that. Yeah, you know, completely. If someone isn't comfortable with the level of 
progressive that I identify with, I respect that. Right. Where I draw the line is when others' beliefs become oppressive. Right. Or mm-hmm. imposed. And, and, and imposed. Absolutely. Yeah. When your belief system is, is so strict that it oppresses someone else and then you impose it upon everyone yeah. else, I can't get with that. If you don't believe what I believe, I'm fine with that. And we need to coexist because we have to. But it, and, and that, I think, is, again, it speaks to what the feminine energy is. It is about coexisting. Yeah. It is about growing and nurturing. But it's when we just find ourselves right up against that wall, and that wall is just about oppressing us and imposing that belief on us, that that's when the fight back has to kind of come in. Right. And the power of the, you know, the patriarchy to appropriate mm-hmm. quickly <laughs> anything yeah. is, like, extraordinary. Oh, <laughs> So unless we're like on constant, you know, alert and alarm, I which feel. Which you can't be. Which, yeah, which is like very hard Exhausting. to do when you live your life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whatever gains you've made can be like turned around, uh, you know, and used for profit by major corporations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And turn into fashion and whatever. And then we're back to like <laughs> <laughs> scraping the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, earlier we were talking about um, how, how it... How could it be possible to shift a whole system? Like, do we start in elementary school? Do we start with the existing adult population? What do you? How do we do it? And uh, yeah, and get away from tokenism. Yeah. You know, which, by the way, I'm sorry to you know a little parenthesis. Yes. You know the little freedoms we do have, like here yes. we are in this podcast. It's all tokenism. You know, they only like tolerate us because we're we're not really heard. You know, if we if this podcast was like Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> it would be a very different response from the system. You know, so so long as we're kind of like you know existing like semi underground mm-hmm. and and preaching to the to the converted, I feel you know <laughs> it's, it's not a threat. <laughs> then it's not right, a threat, not and they're threat. not worried. Yeah. Which is so so the, yeah, the answer to this question you're about to give, like mm. how do we spread the message? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've thought about how we interact in crowds and I realize that the feminine, not necessarily women specifically, but the feminine is so collaborative because in nature it is nurturing and it is caring about what other, you know, caring for and about other people um, to form kind of like packs, Mm -hmm. the women's circles or community-based, like organization in a social right, yeah. space yeah. where the feminine... Without hierarchy. Right, where the feminine is uh, supported, the feminine energy, right? So it allows us to have the power to be vulnerable, have the power to open up, have the freedom to speak and feel and shift and change, right? So it's no longer this lineal, I'm going to pull, pull, pull myself up from my own bootstraps, which is a bullshit idea anyway. Um, and I'm going to do this by myself and I'm going to go, 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 go until I achieve. Rather, it, the whole communal aspect of, oh, you know what, I'm going to get together with my three girlfriends and we're going to talk about this thing. And maybe 100 people will listen to that and then we'll connect and weave into, and then some, as we gain critical mass, shift the ideology, which I believe we're getting to a point, like within the next hundred years, where that is going to shift massively into a perspective that is much more nurturing and caring about the feminine, especially the sacred feminine. Right. And it's something that 
I know for a fact that my parents weren't taught. Like the 80s, the 70s, the eight, well, the 80s and the 90s were definitely masculine. Like, show me the money, let's do business, the internet.com, boom, I'm gonna do this by myself. We're starting a business, but like, where's the space for vulnerability? Where's yeah. the space to say, mm -hmm. hey, listen, I'm kind of scared right now. Mm -hmm. And a man can say that, not that they do, because they're not trained for that. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, I'm kind of scared. Can you like hold my hand a little mm -hmm. bit? Or mm -hmm. like, can we just like witness me crying? Because mm -hmm. it's hard. It's really hard right now. And I feel mm -hmm. like as women, it's so much easier for us to do it because we are allowed those emotional freedoms. Yeah. And so to take advantage of that, like, hey, let's speak about something sacred. Like, this is the shit that I'm scared of and you're not scared of it. So let me open up to you and hold space for me and then let's form an alliance together or friendship or like let me not think that because you're a catty bitch you're gonna attack me and then I'm fucked and I have to do this all by myself let me think that maybe you're an ally because we share this pain and so we can understand together and mm -hmm. we can hold each other's hands and make a bridge mm -hmm. and it's such a such a simple way of making global shift pretty quickly I think the big thing is to be okay with being scared of each other and still going for it anyway, mm -hmm. right? Because the feminine is very collaborative, whereas the masculine is very kind of like one-off, like, where's my to-do list? Let me get this thing done. Mm -hmm. Let me just go until I don't have anything else to do. Whereas the feminine is like all over the place, kind of like mm -hmm. building community, building bridges, mm -hmm. taking care of people, doing five things at the same mm -hmm. time because it's our natural talent. Mm -hmm. And so all together we make this kind of like wall of resistance to say, hey, no, cut the bullshit. Mm -hmm. But we have to peel back the layer of, oh, your female coworker, your girlfriend's going to be a catty bitch and like, fuck her, mm -hmm. you can't trust your girlfriends because mm -hmm. you can't mm -hmm. go anywhere with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. What I feel like using that language that you used as an example is a good first step, you mm -hmm. know, kind of like re-evaluating re our vocabulary so it becomes mm -hmm. inclusive and conscious like that, yeah. I think is a great first step, mm -hmm. you know, in, in all of our exchanges, yeah. you know, instead of being reactive, like mm -hmm. coming from a place of like consciousness and positivity mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. inclusion yeah. and empathy, yeah, empathy mm -hmm. yeah. and, and even toward, you know, and, and definitely also toward the man who I agree, you yeah. know, yeah. like super oppressed, um, <laughs> yes. uh, both emotionally and sexually and, you know, and, and financially, Everything. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and there is like no space for them to even recognize that mm -hmm. because, you know, they have to be like the king of the you hill. You can't be a pussy, bro. Yeah, and yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, they gotta be like the territorial warrior, yeah. warriors. You don't need a man, you need a warrior. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Like, yeah. yeah, there's nothing to fight. Yeah, you just like uh, Don Quixote. You're fighting a, a non-existent <laughs> war. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. make art about connection and love and kind of like really delicious things. And I find myself judging my own art, thinking, oh, this is really cheesy. Oh, this is just kind of like superficial. I just want somebody to feel love. And it, and I judge myself and I, and I, kind of rejected a little bit because I don't want to be rejected and it's so much cooler to be uh to yeah yeah think that something's like oh and this is how it's going to go wrong and this right. is you know kind of take everything with a grain of salt yeah. so it's a really vulnerable act to actually sit down and talk about love mm -hmm. and talk about True. what you want right what how you want to be touched how you want to be intimate with somebody like yeah. oh my god it's yeah. so much easier to say 
oh, you're fucking crazy. Like, you wait, you want yeah. me to lick your pussy and then like, you're just going to stroke oh, my hair? Yes. Yeah. To, because to accept that, I feel like, mm-hmm. is in itself a revolutionary personal act that everybody has to go through when they experience sexuality. Mm-hmm. And it's so vulnerable that it's not a common thing to talk about, especially right. to teach about. So mm-hmm. thank yeah, because you for you your don't service, know, Haley. Right, because you don't know how it's going to be received. Exactly. And even if you're reassured that you're loved, you don't know how it's going to be received. You yeah. N- yeah. You never know because it's not normative. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. The person you're and speaking to could have all kinds of triggers come up <laughs> yeah. and could just run away because that's yeah. easier. Yeah. And find somebody who doesn't talk about this stuff. <laughs> and just does them. So many, oh my God. Like, I'll be on dating profiles and I'll put in my bio, like, okay, I'm a sex educator because I'd rather people know oh, the questions I get asked are like, <laughs> oh, so then you'll teach me how to have sex. And I was like, no, I can show you to sex workers that will teach you how to have sex if that's your thing. But like for me, I come from a family of very rebellious women. And so the way I navigate and educate is primarily through Instagram. I can reach a vast majority of people, all ages, ethnicities. All you need is to have my little URL and you can get access to it wherever you're from. And the hard part is the censorship on there. And you oh, have... Oh, yeah, there's censorship yeah. everywhere. I constantly, every day, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we're going to remove this. And then you have celebrities who are half naked. And I follow Playboy because I love that there's a full female creative team right now. And it's hard for me because I'm like, okay, they're allowed to show this. And mm-hmm. it's more for the viewer. Mm-hmm. And here I am educating and explaining like female pleasure, how to take news of yourself, like how to do anal play and all that stuff. And it's like, nope. That's too inappropriate. And, mm-hmm. and, but like for me, that's the yeah. way I can And that happens people. across the board. Yeah. You know, like women-owned, even remotely sex-related businesses yeah. have yeah. trouble getting loans from banks. Yeah. They have trouble, you know, in, in every way, like monetizing, mm-hmm. even through apps. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the censorship is, is real. Deal. And I just, I'll just got to keep on going through it. And I hope that I have people that come to my page to learn the education and share it with people internationally. Right. And that's like, that's how I know my voice is being heard. And I used to never, no one would allow me to have my voice. It was always like, okay, be quiet. You're a young lady in the South. Like, don't share your opinion with anyone. Mm-hmm. And, I'd be, and I'd be like, oh my God, but like, this is completely like what you're saying makes no sense. Like never ask a question, just pretend you know right. what everyone's saying. Right. And then no, I it found it makes like, no sense. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, That's the funny no thing about it that like with the masculine logic that we've all yeah. been taught, this shit makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how they're all buying it. Yeah. You know? They're not. It's like, Everyone's a it little It makes sad. no sense. If you yeah. take a moment, you know, and pull away from it, well, we also don't take those moments, though. No. You know, we, we are so over-programmed and over-consuming that we don't have time to be thoughtful yeah. and take those moments, yeah. which is, yeah. I think, deliberate. Yeah, agree, yeah. agree, agree. And if we're not taking those moments, we're never going to have that, that thought of, is this, is this, is, is this right? Yeah. <laughs> Something, yeah. Something's not working. So, yeah. But yeah. we're so go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah, for no sure. There's no room for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, get, the system definitely controls us yeah. through money and time. Mm-hmm. Those are the two, like, the you power know. of the feminine. It's yeah, so the, it's so powerful. It's so controlling pose. because it gives you that opportunity to really zoom back and say, "Hey, hold on, this actually doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Let's not follow those instructions, or let's not go through that system." And if you are the leader of that system, or if you're a believer in that system, why would you want a rebellious soul? 
Oh, yes. People. I mean, we do. Yeah. We need the rebels to come in to to meander our path yeah. so that we can finally find the balance. But mm-hmm. I mean, being someone in control, being somebody who's in, in a leadership position, you don't, that rebellious person is really kind of pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And they're really Yeah, but the leadership people are, are super, you know, censored. They are super yeah, self-censored. Absolutely. absolutely. So they've lost access to like yeah. their emotional wealth. Absolutely. They've lost access to like the variety of the human experience. They have lost their own access to the to feminine the, power. Right, yeah, and to yeah. themselves, you know, yeah. to like the wealth their of own, humanity. Their, their own, own feminine yeah. power, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's what, that's what I'm saying about like money and time because they like are wealthy in money and Mm -hmm. you know maybe that way they can also be wealthy in time eventually even though I don't think they ever get freed up Um, (laughs) they you know they feel they they kind of like don't feel any deeper Mm -hmm. you know they don't feel like what they lack Mm -hmm. and And I think they feel power like I'm a sexual sexual assault survivor and I rebel in the way like I'm in a dress I want to dress I'm wearing a shirt that says clitoris with high cut pants and society will tell you like that's not how like right. any trauma survivor should be dressing and I'll have people Instagram be like no wonder you were raped like look at what you wear like look at what you talk about like you just scream someone that would be attacked but it's I have my presence and my voice and I'm there to heal people and show others that you can heal and it's not how society wants you to. It's not how the patriarchy is like, oh, you got assaulted in a month and three days and 24 seconds. You're going to be perfect and you're going to move on and it's going to smell like daisies. And it's like, no. No, you never really get over that No, and it's the patriarchy that and society that puts that on to people and like, yeah. You have like for me, I have that voice, and mm-hmm. I'm in a. I mean, I feel that person. now with me too, we're not in that place yeah. that much anymore. I feel that there is much better understanding yeah. for all for both of us. I mean, for all of us, meaning both you know all genders, all genders. Yeah. right? That you know, this is a, a scar that stays very, very, very long yeah. term, uh, and and I and I you know there have been enough repercussions. I think the difficulty is a more in the healthiness yeah. than in the disease, you know. Yeah. Um, we've kind of like been able, I hope it lasts, but for now, right, mm-hmm. in the West, we've been able to kind of like, you know, diagnose the extreme disease, mm-hmm. you know, of like lack of consent, like yes. date rape, yes. um, and you know, workplace harassment yeah. and assault, things that were not quite clear yes. before. Because before it was like rape was like the stranger who attacked you in the middle of the street yeah. or like, you know, the conquerors who like, you know, kidnapped yeah. you, right? And now we understand that better. Yeah. But but the, the, you know, the positive aspect of that is still like extremely nebulous, you know? Yeah. Like how do we, you have healthy, happy, you know, conscious sexual exchange. Because it was until recently that spousal rape was even considered rape. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yes. yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, probably like that was most marriages. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. like coercion. Yeah. I was talking to someone and they didn't understand what coercion was. And I was like, okay, someone asks you the same question 49 times and you say no all 49 times. Asks you at the 50th time and you say yes. Is that consent? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 that's coercion. <laughs> they finally broke you down enough to guilt trip you into being able to do something that you didn't want to do at all. They didn't right, respect right, that. And that's right. like why like it's so scary when only nine states teach 
what consent and coercion is. And right. like no and one talks about There are many, many coercion. levels of consent. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize a lot There's of like my... like a whole yeah. wheel of consent. So yeah. you can go through like every and, stage of And most of, of my past sexual experience were coercion-based because it was like, no, I didn't really want to do this, but I ended up feeling guilty and they would throw like gaslight me into right. where you I was like, to, well, technically yeah. I did consent because I said the yeah. word yes. Yeah. But nobody taught me that coercion does not equal consent like right. maybe is not a consent right. or a convince yeah. me and it's yeah. like shaping the language so people understand that they have a choice and especially within partnered relationships where like they'll gaslight you and hold it over your head like oh well we had sex yesterday or like let's make it a goal to have sex like at least three times a week mm -hmm. comes to that week you're not in the mood and it's like well we promised to do this and mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. for a lot of people it's scheduling time to have sex but it's okay if you schedule the time and you're not in the mood right. like just yeah. tell that to yeah. the person you're with and if you know about coercion and consent, like they're like, okay, I understand. Like we yeah. don't have to do this. Yeah, yeah. And for you know, for a while now, you know, since since the sexual revolution and the pill mm -hmm. and all of that, you know, I mean, our our sexual liberation as women, such as it is, is so short lived. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. That you know, women felt. Um, like wh whatever you know I, I, you know at least like i get to have sex and my mom like never had sex except for like one man yeah. or yeah. two men so you know let's just get it over with like i rem you know i i remember that that concept of let's just get it over with mm -hmm. you know for a long time mm -hmm. was you know woman's way to kind of like deal with unwanted sex you know because you knew that there would be no justice that there is no system to go to outside especially if it's with a friend yeah. or you know a, a, a mentor or a husband or all of that stuff it's just so complicated and you know it's it seemed easier to just kind of like you know Whatever, close your nose Allow and just let it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let it happen and go wash up and just forget that this, you know, this happened. Move on with your day. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, there was no recourse. There was no recourse. There was no there legal was recourse. No, there was no. no societal recourse. And there is still not really easy recourse. Yeah. You know, no, it's a hell of a lot co of complication. Mm -hmm. Money. Who is yeah. paying for these lawyers? You and know, then just the it's emotional not like trauma of reliving yeah. it, of having to uh, relive it in public. Yeah. yeah. And and what people will think? What will a jury of your peers, who may not be yes. like-minded, think? Yeah. Uh, will they think that that qualifies as something to create so much trouble? You know, yeah. over. Um, will even like the prosecutor go ahead? Most of the time, no. You know, if it's no. like really gray area, they'd rather not bother because they want to win cases. So the, you know, yes, it's about our, you know, I, I feel that what you were saying, you know, is that the education aspect mm -hmm. will allow us as women um, who still, you know, as it as as it turns out, receive, you know, more than initiate to know for ourselves and kind of make these choices firmly, yes. mm -hmm. right, in yes. advance and and stand by them. Oh, yeah. And be in that, you know, in that space of like, yes, I know, I know what I want. I know what I wa want and I get to speak to it and I'm yes. okay with the consequences if the consequences are like, you know, losing my partner. Like, what's the worst that will happen here? You know, I say no, and maybe he or she feels that I don't, no longer love them and yeah. it's over. Well, it may be better than being pressured all yes. the time, yeah. Yeah. you know. And if it means, like, I got to find a new roommate or, I need, you know, whatever it is, like, you know, the consequences, 
it's it's worth it because you you gain your voice in exchange and especially truth yeah i feel like you want to you want to achieve world peace <laughs> get on my nerves. Get on one of my clitoral nerves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do yeah, that. any clitoral nerve of anybody. Yes. Yes. Yeah, let's get on each other's clitoral yeah, nerves. Yeah, yeah, and get like the Achieve bliss. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and get into that like portal of bliss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Keep that I love up. that you said portal of bliss because mm-hmm. it's very often that I'll speak to, um, specifically a woman, and she'll, I'll, I'll tell her about. You know, your pussy's a portal. Your your connection to God is, is where life comes out of. This is this is where when you're being penetrated, your penetrator goes in to reconvene with God. Like this is you're a temple. Yeah, you are a Definitely temple. And this temple. is the first yeah. time so many people, so many women specifically, have heard you are a temple. Nobody that I know has ever spit on a temple floor. Like who who describes unless if it's consensual. Well, okay. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but like the idea of of our bodies being a temple, our bodies being well, sacred. That, that's been around. It's just a little bit, you know, like your bodies and tem- temple has also been used though in the opposite, in the other way. In other, yes. There's no yes. opposites yes. really, yes. but yes. like it's like, you know, don't desecrate your body by letting anybody save Penetrate your, you or whatever, yeah, blah, save blah, blah, yourself. Maintain the purity you know. of the temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Right. Con- but the idea of like... <laughs> save the, your purity, yeah, wear your chastity belt yes. so your temple right. is, uh, you know, waiting for... Your flower for- will crumble. <laughs> Oh, when your night boy. comes. Yes, <laughs> yes. The, <laughs> the idea of the reverse, like you are the, the, the holder of the portal to God. And so you have the, the birthright to be respected and to request consent and to talk about what it is that you're going to do to my body when you come into my body. Like the state of relaxation that I must be in to enjoy pleasurable sex needs to be at a certain level for me to enjoy. But since I am the temple for God, for the universe, then it's a requirement. You go to church and you pay the the tithe, right? You go to church and you are quiet to listen to the pastor. Wait, right? so we should charge tithe? That, I like that idea. Wait, wait, wait. I wait, don't wait, object wait. to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And wait, you know, let's it get could, back to the tithe. Yeah. <laughs> you can, uh, by the way, that's a new word. 10% of your earnings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like, come to church, baby. That, yeah, exactly. Come to church. Yeah. Come in church. If you're going to come in church, you know, that's yeah. a whole different, yeah. you know. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm going to charge you to come into me and that mm-hmm. I'm going to charge you time I'm going to charge you attention I might even charge you money but mm-hmm. I'm definitely charging you respect these well, are the I things that, that you got to do part to of come the, part me. of the task here is to try and get the heterodominant religion away from you know the masculine because you know you're speaking in metaphors, my love. Yes, so, I yeah. am. Yes, I am. I am very <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah, which is beautiful. Thank you. But like you know we're not allowed to be priests in, a, in most in most dominant Correct. religions. Yeah. Yeah. Even yes. priests, you know, uh, forget like bishops, forget the popes, forget and also the, the idea of God. When I forget say like it. the ayatollahs, forget like you know whatever you know whoever the Hindu one is, like mm-hmm. the Gandhi or uh, mm-hmm. right. So we have been kept away from that. Okay. Like you know, you menstruate, you're not even setting foot in the freaking church. So yeah, like to kind of like make the metaphor into reality, 
is I think you know how like it becomes real, it becomes a mm-hmm. social shift. Yeah, and if it means like you know starting churches or you know making sure like the church includes us, mm-hmm. and, yes, you know and honors that. You know, because they speak to it, you know, they speak to like, oh my God, you know, every child is uh, holy and we have to hold on to every child and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But like, how do you show that in action? How do you, you know, empower the woman who gives birth to these children? And how how do you you worship her her ability to give birth? Yes. Right. And take care of her after birth. Exactly. Yeah. During. Yeah. Okay, well, I feel like we've come to a good place. Yeah. Do, does anybody want to have something else that you'd like to... Mm-hmm. I want to say on air yes. that I had a great time. I had a blast. Oh, thank, thank you so much. much. <laughs> thank you for a wonderful conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you for yeah. coming and come back. We'll, oh, we'll yes. keep it going. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you. And let's uh, manifest that accessibility for oh, ourselves, yeah. our yes. voices, our sisters, yeah. all our... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The pussy power, Fuck all of yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. The pussy power posse. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for trusting us as your sex whisperers. And until next week, speak sex. If I could make love incessantly, I would be God. <laughs>